episode of Pop Culture Double Date. Um, this week, we're talking about Westworld, Season 3, Episode 4. Um, week 4 of Corona Lockdown, and week 4 of this season of Westworld. Um, I don't know the name of this episode, and as usual, I'm going to throw over to Gerald, who's hopefully going to tell me the name of the episode. Um, it's called um, It's called The Mother of Exiles. Okay. And uh, it's funny that you should raise the fact that... Uh, four weeks of Westworld coincided with four weeks of uh, coronavirus lockdown, because let's face it, coronavirus lockdown has been more fun. <laughs> okay, I, I probably agree with that comment, but I, I think we'll, we'll have some debate today. Um, I'm joined today by Gerald, Anija, Mags, and myself, Darren. Say hello, everyone. Hi. Hello. Buongiorno. Um, yeah, so let's let's get... Let's start going around the table and talk about our impressions of this episode. So, um, before we start, this is a full spoilers podcast. Um, I'm going to now go through a quick summary of what happens in this episode, um, and then we'll talk about it. So, I think this episode has uh, four plot lines that are kind of going throughout it. There's a plot line with Dolores and Jesse Pinkman. Sorry, Caleb, I think that's his name. Dolores and Caleb are trying to rob um, the guy who runs Insight. Well, not, you know, the guy who's the front for Insight. And, um, yeah, they're trying to rob him. And, um, like, for I don't fully understand what their plan is, but their plan is to kidnap him or get him. Right. Um, there is a Bernard Stubb storyline where Bernard is basically trying to figure out how he can stop Dolores, even though I'm not entirely sure if Bernard knows what Dolores' plans plans are. So he and Stubbs are basically sort of doing it tough, and uh, yeah, so they find a photo of Dolores uh, with um, the guy who's the front for him site. What's his name? Liam. I can't remember his last name. I know his first name is Liam. But anyway, like, they find a photo of him and Dolores, and they think they think that Dolores has replaced him with a host. So their plan is to basically um, find him at a par- this party he's going to be at and, um, like, shut him down, right? So there's that storyline. There's the Maeve storyline, where Maeve... Goes through Singapore, Serac wakes her up again. She um, is trying to track Dolores down. She meets various shady underworld types as she tries to track them down. She has Neo-like Matrix powers. And then, in the end, she gets into a fight with the Japanese guy who was in last season. Um, Yes, the guy... What's his name? Sonata. That's his name. The the actor's name, Sonata. Um... And then we have a Man in Black plot beat, which is basically the Man in Black is apparently back in the real world and he's mentally pretty unstable because last season he killed his um, daughter. And the premise of this episode is that Charlotte Hale is trying to get um, the Man in Black to um, come to some board meeting in continuation of this corporate thriller plot beat that has been running throughout this season that everyone here knows that I adore. But 
um, yeah, so, like, he's trying to get um, the man in black to come to some board meeting, but really, uh, she's trying to get the man in black committed to a mental asylum so that she gets her, his voting rights or something like that. Anyway, corporate thriller plot is amazing in Westworld always, so I'm sure we'll talk about that. So I think that was a rough summary of kind of what goes on this episode. Um, who wants to talk first? Who loved this episode and who hated it? Anja, why don't you why don't you shoot first? Oh, look, I thought it was better than um, the last couple of episodes, only because I did enjoy the confrontations between Dolores and um, some of the other characters um, and the different iterations of or different versions of Dolores and the other characters. They were kind of fun to watch. Um, but, look, I guess, you know, it makes sense. If you're a robot and you're a better robot than all the other robots, I guess you would have five copies of yourself rather than, you know, the inferior robots. Um, why stop five, though? Like, I don't know. Why not ten? Why not twenty? Why not... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't... I'm even more baffled by why she needs Caleb because she hasn't even deemed her fellow robots worthy enough to join her on this battle. So why she thinks some useless human who doesn't seem to value his own life very much um, should be her partner in crime, I don't understand. So baffling. Um, Maybe they'll explain that. Maybe they won't. Um, And I'm also just confused at what it is that she's trying to do. Like, and why? And why she's trying to do that? At least um, Maeve's, you know, if Maeve is offered the chance to go to Robot Heaven, as dumb as that is, at least that would. Be- <laughs> right? Yes, yes, yes. So, um, and then the other thing is, you know, if Dolores has is the only one with the key to Robot Heaven, then Maeve is not going to hand Dolores over to the Man in White. Is he? Is she? Because the man in white would then have the key to Robot Heaven, and I imagine Maeve doesn't want a human of any sort to have the key to Robot Heaven. So, again, (laughs) not sure if it makes much sense, but, you know, entertainment-wise, I enjoyed the fight scenes between (laughs) the different Dolores. I always love the man in black. Like, eh, like it was a little bit annoying watching him, his self-indulgence, you know, like, oh, being haunted by the ghosts of his past, well, his daughter specifically, it did seem a little self-indulgent to me, like, <laughs> and he managed to snap out of that very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so, and his hallucinations apparently do exactly what he commands them to do. He says, stay at home, hallucinations. Hallucinations stays at home. So, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was very odd, but... You know, what can I say? We're, we're committed to watching it. We'll watch it through to the end. But <laughs> it wasn't great. It was okay. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, 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 yes, we're committed to this show, so we'll continue watching it. Um, yeah, look, I, I definitely agree with um, your points, Anija. I, I definitely felt like the man in black. Um, like the whole man in black story look so okay before i talk about this can someone who has a better memory than me remind me exactly what happened at the end of last season right because 
this key to robot heaven plot line was that set up at the end of last season? I I don't think so. No, like, I think robot heaven closed and it was meant to be gone forever. Yeah, and like so, what what happened was there were there were there were a group of bad robots that were sort of like hot on the tail of a bunch of good robots who were making their way through the gates of robot heaven, and Maeve exercising her superpowers froze the bad robots for as long as she could so that the good robots could pass through into robot heaven and then she was eventually shot it was never it was never suggested for example that she was uh keen to get to robot heaven herself Mm. rather she was shepherding her daughter into robot heaven so that her daughter could be safe for all time but there was never any suggestion that she was really gagging to to get there herself so uh this seems to be a, something of a, a bolt out of the blue, I think. Yeah, because what happened? Like, they sent Robot Heaven to space or something like that, right? They sent the data of Robot Heaven off into some sort of satellite or something like that? Isn't that right? Like, because they were in the foundry or whatever it was, and, like, didn't Dolores send it off somewhere? So, yeah, anyway, look. Okay, so I just wanted to be clear that I didn't miss anything from last season which sort of logically led to what is actually going on right now no I don't think so yeah <laughs> I mean, c- by sending robot heaven off to space Dolores knows the coordinates so so like the thing is robot heaven is like a, a is like a file that's encrypted, and Dolores has the password. I mean, that's that's basically what has become of Robot Heaven uh, this season, and it just seems ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And look, last season... Aspect of this episode, yeah. right? There's, like, so much of this episode is ridiculous. <laughs> like, like, it's only been, what, a couple of months since the end of season three? Uh, season two, I mean. So, like, in that time, Dolores disguises Musashi has taken over the entire Yakuza. Okay, here's a dumb thing, right? <laughs> why Why does she even use Musashi's face? Because she's not... She's Dolores, right? Why does she create a body that looks like a host in the park? It doesn't make yeah. sense! <laughs> Actually, it doesn't make sense! <laughs> How would she have known Musashi? Because yeah. her, her paths never crossed with his. Maeve yeah. certainly crossed paths with Musashi, but Dolores didn't. There were, like, a thousand Asian people. Like, why wouldn't she just steal the identity of the actual Yakuza boss? Like, un- unless they're saying that the Yakuza boss actually looked exactly like Mushashi in the park, which... Like... Well, well, look, to be fair, all Asian people do look alike. <laughs> yeah, look, yes, that's true. And, like, clearly, as we see in Westworld, all Asian people know how to use, like, do kung fu, basically, right? Know some sort of martial art. Like, okay, this is the other dumb thing, right? She takes on the face of Mushashi, but then instantly also becomes a skilled swordsmaster. At the same time, it's just like, what is going on here? Anyway, um, before we, we get further into that, um, Jerry, do you want to... What were your thoughts? Look, I, I just thought, um, while, the, while the, there were some fun moments in this episode, there were some, you know, fun fight scenes... It was good seeing Evan Rachel Wood uh, kick the living shit out of uh, Luke Hemsworth. Mm. Um, 
this episode made last week's episode even more ridiculous because now we find out that Charlotte Hale is actually Dolores and it makes no sense last episode for Dolores disguised as Charlotte Hale to have gone all soft and to have started feeling weak and to have started, you know, being developing some maternal instinct in relation to, to Nathan Hale. Because if there's one thing we know about Dolores as distinct from Maeve, it's that she does not have a maternal chip in her circuitry. And so um, the suggestion that Dolores would have suddenly been uh, washed over with all these maternal feelings and allowed herself to be so vulnerable that she would try and basically peel her Charlotte Hale suit off is just ridiculous and does not fit at all with the notion of Charlotte Hale being Dolores. So it seems that in this episode, the reveal that Dolores was each and every single one of these uh, hosts was a twist for its own sake. It was not set up. It was not, it showed no logical continuity with what came before. So I thought that was one level of ludicrous. Um, the other level of ludicrous, of course, is in relation to the, the corporate thriller plot. I mean, so we we are told by Charlotte Hale when she turns up on William's doorstep that um, that day they have called not just an emergency board meeting of Delos, they've called an emergency shareholders meeting. I'm sorry, but you just can't call a shareholders meeting without 21 days notice. <laughs> 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 and, and <laughs> well, William should have been tipped off by that, shouldn't he? Yeah. And 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 this all this to to fend off an illegal an illegal acquisition of thirty of a thirty eight percent stake in a uh, in a um, in a listed company where this somehow hasn't triggered the the obligation to make a takeover offer. Uh, the, look. <laughs> The, the the occasional corporate lawyer in me is just offended by the show. <laughs> how, how wrong, just how wrong its portrayal of corporate governance is. I don't know what the laws are in West World, not non West World world. It just, it just seems <laughs> West World world. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that 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 is that is that is true. But uh, you know, I just think uh, I just think this this uh, the the way this this corporate thriller plot is is playing out is just so bizarre i mean first of all we've got a sort of chairman slash ceo in the form of william who has gone absolutely mad and um and it's not as if he's like gone secretly mad either he he is just mad for everyone to see and somehow like um it requires this level of skullduggery on the part of charlotte hale Slash Dolores um, Abernathy to um, to depose him as as chairman or uh, or CEO and 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 I mean what he's what he's still doing in this show what he's still doing in this season is beyond me because he the man in black for two seasons was a completely one note performance and a one note character and to see him here again bespeaks the show just failing to move past some of its worst elements and in fact rather indulging in them and so you know this was another this episode was just another was just another 
um, installment in the sort of show running into its own cul-de-sacs and, you know, showing itself to be completely, I think, creatively bankrupt. Gerald, do you think that if they showed the man in black having learnt from his mistakes and not so much the hallucinating man in black but like a, a, ra- a, a sort of rational man in black that had sort of understood everything that, you know, he had re- done that was regretful and had resolved, you know, had developed in some way, do you think you would have that would have been better? Yeah, I think if, if he had been given a proper character arc, um, that might have been that might have been better. I mean, I know I know the character of William has an arc in the in the difference between the two timelines in season one, the fact that um, you know White Hat William becomes Black Hat William over the course of that first season, but truth be told, the the incarnation of William played by Ed Harris, otherwise a very fine actor, in this show is so on note, so you know pathologically evil. That you just sort of, I, I just find I, I found him for a very long time the least engaging part of the show. I didn't care about the I didn't care about his quest to find the center of the maze. I didn't care about his quest uh, to 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 arrive at the valley beyond. Um, and to see him in this episode having lost his mind uh, was just frustrating because, like you know, this was one of the, the least interesting elements of the show being given airtime, which it really didn't deserve. Yeah, so, you know, Jerry, I was actually... Um, I was actually also quite surprised that they even brought Ed Harris back for this thing, because um, f- after watching this episode, I, I honestly couldn't really fully understand what the point of, like, the events of this episode actually were for the men in black for the man in black because i actually felt like his story was basically done at the end of season 2 whatever story he had ended when the park ended right and in fact i thought that last season there was a stinger of him and it was made to seem like he had been recreated as a host or yeah. something like that so it felt really weird what was going on this season it felt really weird like how they felt the need to do this this whole storyline with William and the other thing was that this storyline didn't really add to his character at all right it was just angst right it wasn't like he had changed as a character like it was just this like character beat that went nowhere like they spent and like however 15 minutes in an hour for it Right, but it, it didn't really show us any new aspects of his character. It, they it didn't... already flogged him last season, and then they just flogged him again. This season, yeah, exactly. Right? It's like he already had his comeuppance, right? Like, yeah. what was the point of he, them punishing him? I mean, yeah, so he's a dick, right? But we already knew that, and so the dick got his comeuppance last season. And then this season, they've just brought him back to just go, hey, we'll just kick you a few more times so it, while it's down exactly. yeah yeah and it's just like but what was and it's not like in kicking the dog you learn extra aspects about him they literally show nothing new about him right like you knew that he would have been torn up about shooting his daughter like you knew that he had this troubled family life like what exactly was the point of it and then if really the point of it was for this dumb corporate thriller thing it just made the corporate thriller thing sound even dumber so, yeah, I, I really didn't get like that whole plot line. This episode I felt was so extraneous. Like, I, I really didn't get it. So, um, and Jerry, to your point about like 
them sort of just mixing up this corporate, like making like a, a mess of this corporate thriller storyline, right? There's so much stuff in this show which just feels like, <laughs> I don't know, it feels like amateurish. Like, visually, it's so professional. But then there are so many plot beats that just feel amateurish in the way they're executed. Like, you know when Dolores is going to steal Liam's money, right? And he gets Pinkman to go into the private bank, apparently, right? Yeah. And... Apparently, it's like this super secure private bank, and they walk into this bloody open plan office, and they're able to transfer, like, one of the richest... It's like, basically, going to Bill Gates' banker and saying, hey, you don't know me, but, you know, all of Bill Gates' money, let's just move it into some other account. And they do it. They cleaned out his entire account. (laughs) Yeah, it's... Like, you know, so this... Like, what about... Like, you would have thought there would be at least be daily transfer minutes, right? Yeah. But it's done in an open plan office as well, Jerry. There's like all these people just sitting around them. There's literally no privacy. So. No, because, because what that was was a fancy, that's like a fancy teller. Like, all that was was a, was a sort of, this wasn't like some crazy sort of um, private bank. This was basically a sort of very, very slick version of. Standing, standing in line and walking up to the teller and saying, look, can I make a withdrawal of cash, please? Yes, uh, exactly. It, it was, yeah, 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 exactly. It was literally like he, they strolled into a branch, of, a branch of Liam's bank and just said, hey, we'll just make a withdrawal. It, it was just the dumbest thing. It's so dumb, right? <laughs> so, so dumb. This idea that this man who is like, insanely rich, right? Like, owner of one of the biggest companies in their world, it seems, right? And you can just, like, go, and five minutes later, he's just cleaned out. It's, like, impossible. As if this guy doesn't have other assets, like property or, like, equities or, like... Like, what? (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) this just adds... (laughs) This is exactly... I mean, this is why... Like, this. there's the, the... it sort of adds to the absurdity of that corporate thriller plot because the way they've executed it is just done in this, like, really... Like, it's as if these people don't really know how the world works, right? So maybe maybe the twist is that this actually is all just a simulation because, like, so much of this world is not properly conceived. Um, yeah. Uh, Mags, do you want to talk about your impressions? Yeah, oh, yet again. I'm not sure what more I can add, really, to this. Um, I think for me, I, I realised before I started watching episode four that I needed to not overthink the series anymore or expect it to give me any any intellectual insights or interesting ideas and just to watch it as pure entertainment. Um, and once I reconciled myself to that it made watching episode four a little bit easier. Having said that, I did spend most of the episode looking through my phone, so I, I don't really remember too much of what <laughs> happened, <laughs> to be honest. Um, the one thing that struck me, though, um, was about... Uh, is it Serac, the, the French dude, um, who's the new big bad, I suppose, in, in this series? Or big good. And- Oh, be good. Be good. He's the man in white. The man in white. God, it seems, in the series. 
Um, and his grand plan um, seems to be to want to control the fate of humanity for our own good because something cataclysmic ha- happened when he was a child um, and that happened uh, is symbolised through what we see is the um, destruction of Paris and it looks like it might have been some kind of an atomic explosion or, or of that kind um, and that's why everyone now lives in Singapore. So, <laughs> <laughs> and that is contrasted to Dolores who shares a very similar motive, but um, for the, I guess, the benefit of her own kind or, or perhaps herself completely, who knows. Um, so I think that's, he's, he's, even though I've made this conclusion to myself that I should only watch it for entertainment, I still share, I suppose, a little secret hope that this guy um, is more than just a one-dimensional um, character. And that maybe they'll be able to build something a little bit more um, about this world that, you know, Westworld is now trying to reveal to us beyond the park. Mm. Mm. Hey, if there's five of you, right, like five exact clones, how can one of you be the boss? (laughs) I know! I know! Yeah, why do they all listen to Head Dolores? I know. Yeah, unless they're all networked, right? If they were born and, like, the other four were trying to boss you around, <laughs> that wouldn't. <laughs> so, you, you know, watching this episode, it actually occurred to me that in some ways... This season of Westworld, I feel, shares a lot of similarities to the um, Matrix 2 and 3 films, right? In in the same way that, like, the Matrix 2 and 3... The first Matrix film was an amazing film, amazing sci-fi film. And the Matrix 2 and 3 just became really self-indulgent messes a little bit. Look, I mean, I still actually quite like the second and third Matrix film, but I acknowledge that they're, like, super self-indulgent and, like, really convoluted and, like not like not to the same level of excellence as the first film right so it's yeah like and in fact if you actually think about what's going on in this season of westworld there's like heaps of actually plot beat similarities because if you think about it dolores is kind of like agent smith right because in the matrix like agent smith tries to become everyone in the matrix he clones himself Right in in the Matrix, Agent Smith clones himself basically because he believes that the only way, like he can get a modicum of control, is because he, he can only really trust himself. Right, so he starts cloning himself. So then, Dolores is like this Agent Smith character. You have Maeve, who is basically Neo, because she walks through this world and is just basically able to reach her hand out and just like <laughs> magic things away. Right, and then you have these weird random like, mystery people, right? Like, so, remember in the Matrix, they had all these d- people with dumb names, like the Architect, or, like, you know, <laughs> like, they have these dumb titles, right? And this is exactly what is happening in this show, where there's, like, dumb people, like the Mortician, or the whatever, the... I, I don't know. Like, who was the, the Asian guy that Serac executes? He had a dumb name as well, right? So, it's just like... Anyway, I feel like this season is so self-indulgent, I'm not sure a lot of the plot stuff actually makes sense. 
um, I 100% agree with Mags. Like, um, I think I really quite enjoyed the first season of Westworld, and to be honest, most of the second season of Westworld, because I felt like they were trying to say something interesting, and I felt like it was sci-fi, right? It felt like old-school Philip K. Dick-style sci-fi, where it was meant to make some sort of commentary or... um, like a statement about the nature of humanity consciousness blah 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 and this season does not feel like that at all this feel- season feels like schlock like drama right it doesn't it feels like an hbo show to the extent of the production values but then in terms of the plot and everything else it might as well be the cw or like look, not that i but i mean it's that sort of like schlock schlocky poppy show right like it, it doesn't no, no. I, I think that's a bit hard on the, that's a bit harsh on this <laughs> yeah i immediately when i said that i immediately thought there's going to be all these cw fans that hate me to say that but yes um yeah so yeah i i definitely feel like and i i think mags is right that if i've i've really struggled with this season i really have right like i've want I've wanted to tr- get engaged with it, and I found it super hard to get engaged with this season. And I think my only course of action now is to really just take it as dumb, poppy entertainment and just not think too much about it, which is a shame. Um, but there's like this show is no—it's not the same show as yeah. it was in season one. So the, the problem is, does that it fails even on that level? Like it fails at the level on the level. Of entertainment. of entertainment or you know mindless fun, because yeah. actually not fun. A lot of it is pretty boring. It uh, takes itself it's, very seriously, really yeah. seriously. Yeah, it's very ponderous. It's very boring, and when it's not being ponderous and boring, it's ridiculous. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, like I was thinking about it, right? Like, I think one of the things that annoys me the most about this show is that literally every scene that Dolores is on the screen. She does some moralizing about how corrupt humans are and how horrible rich people are. That, that's literally, every, like, you watch this episode, literally every scene she's in, she has some snarky comment about how horrible rich people are. So it's like, so, but then I was thinking to myself, why is this robot so obsessed with horrible rich people? Because, like, as far as she's concerned, she hates all humans. So why is she so into this class warfare thing? She, stuff, right? Why, why is she constantly concerned about class? Like, because as far as she's concerned, she's going to murder all humans. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. She's going to murder all of you. So, what is her Like, what is the end game? It's really... Because she says her end game is to expose the world for what it is rather than massacre all humans. But what does that mean? Like, you know, I don't think they even know. Yeah, I, I don't... And, like, what is she exposing? Because it seems like everybody knows that like, there's this huge AI that is calculating their social credit score, right? Like, it seems clear from the first episode that everyone, there's like this social credit thing and it's really hard. Like, so from an exposed perspective, yeah. it's like yeah. everybody kind of already knows that. Like, what are you exposing? Yeah, it's as if, imagine a world where, imagine a version of the Matrix where everyone knew they were in the Matrix and Neo comes along and says, hey, we're in the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, it's like, who cares, mate? <laughs> Don't care. Go away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, like so the Dolores plot 
I, I really don't understand where that's going. Um, look, to be honest, the only pseudo-likable people are Stubbs and Bernard, simply because they're, like, they're just bumbling around, I guess, right? And I guess that's kind of lovable in a world where everybody seems to be cyber-competent, but nothing really makes sense. Well, at least in this world, you have people who are incompetent and don't make sense, and I guess in some sort of weird way, that makes sense. Um, I, I still don't understand what Bernard is doing in this show. Yeah, like, I don't find... What, what, why, why, did, why did Dolores bring him out of Westworld? Like, I, I just don't understand why... <laughs> I, I would love to count how many times we say the phrase, I don't understand. <laughs> when we're talking about this season. Like... But honestly, like, because, because Bernard was kind of her antagonist for a lot of the past two seasons, and she's brought him out of the park and granted him uh, the chance to live outside the park. Like, why? Um, <laughs> and, like... Because the plot needs it, I mean, you know. So there, there, there is so much that happens in this show because the plot demands it, rather than because it's it's part organically of the story. And Bernard is a sort of striking example of that. Yes, the um, the hijinks involving him and and Stubbs can be quite amusing at times. But like, let's face it, um, you know, if 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 the best thing in your show is Luke Hemsworth. <laughs> Why do you hate this guy so much, Jerry? <laughs> then, like, you're stuff, right? I actually think he's doing a decent job. I, I think Luke Hemsworth, as Stubbs, is doing a decent job with what he's got. No, I, 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 look, I, look, I agree. I'm being, I'm being harsh on, on Luke Hemsworth because we all know the, the truly hopeless Hemsworth brother is Liam. <laughs> um... Okay, so let's talk about Stubbs for a bit, right? Because, like, for the first two seasons of this show, all of these robots have been struggling with the nature of their own consciousness and whether they're alive or not. Stubbs is the most well-adjusted robot I've ever seen. He doesn't bat an eyelid, right? Like, Stubbs has not had a moment of internal conflict or questioning or whatever. He is just fully aware of what's going on, and he just doesn't give a shit, right? Like, yeah, and, and, and like he's totally aware of his limitations, right? Yeah. Only totally the fact that an, an off switch can be pressed on him at any time. Yeah. That is that he's not particularly sort of skillful compared to some of the other hosts, and he's just wandering through life like just. Com- he's kind of he's kind of like robot Forrest Gump, right? Like he's sort of like, yeah, this is me. And take it or leave it. Yeah, exactly. In some ways, I found that super refreshing. But in some ways, it also invalidated... Like, the whole first and second season was about the angst of these robots coming to terms with their own consciousness, right? And becoming self-aware. And Stubbs just does that in the... Like, he doesn't even have an arc. He's just like, yeah, I'm self-aware. What of it? I'm fully aware that you, you I'm a robot and you can turn me on and off. I, I don't give a shit. Whatever. It's yeah. so bizarre. Stubbs is, Stubbs is like the Ubermensch, right? Stubbs, yeah. He's the guy who, who's fully self-actualized. Yeah. Who's fully self-actualized. Yeah, he's, no, that, he's at the centre of the maze. He's the guy yeah, at the centre of the and, maze. And, and has reached the, a point of zen acceptance of yeah. what he is. Yeah. And he just, he, just doesn't need, he just doesn't need to quest around for himself anymore because yeah. he does not need to search for meaning. He just knows what his, he knows what his function is. He knows what his role is. He knows what he is. And 
where he is, and so be it. <laughs> yeah. it, it. It's it really is like it feels like, like it really feels like it just. What was the point of the first two seasons? You had the perfectly self-actualized robot sitting there the whole time. The entire time he was there. What was the point? All this... Not everybody responds the same way to everything. Like, if somebody told me that I was a robot, I'd probably feel a measure of relief. <laughs> I'm really relieved, actually. So, yeah, different robots might respond differently. <laughs> oh, um, what was the other plot line? So we talked about the Man in Black plot line. We've talked about okay. So this is okay in terms of like absurdity. Why is Caleb still following Dolores around? I know but he's a moral <laughs> guy, and she's clearly amoral. So now that he's discovered that, why is he still besotted with her? Yeah, I, I don't get it. He's seen her kill people and just like, what? Why is he still doing this? I think he's one of those sort of like, he, he is obviously meant in the show to be this miserable sad sack who is completely... He's who's, Teddy version who's, too. Who's completely sort of like taken with the fact that um, the hottest girl he's ever he's, who's ever been shown the, the remotest interest in him... Has walked into his life, and he's just gonna—he's just gonna follow her around. He does have a receding hairline, so <laughs> <laughs> but that's you, why. Do you if feel he like he confidence in his hair? <laughs> do you feel like he has any chemistry with Dolores? I don't feel that at all. Like the whole Teddy thing, I can get because Dolores and Teddy. There's a whole backstory. The actors had chemistry, like. Um, yeah. Dolores and Caleb feel like work colleagues. Right, like, it just it's like it doesn't feel like he is desperately in love with her. It it, it doesn't. It feels like he he's Jesse Pinkman and, and she is like, um, what's his face? Um, who's the guy in Breaking Bad? Walter also, White. It, yeah, but also also the problem the problem also is that over the course of the last two seasons, Dolores's humanity or whatever it was that previously passed for humanity has leached away from her. So whereas she was Dolores Abernathy, farmer's daughter who lived on the prairie, was in love with Teddy and all this stuff, she has she has fully sort of embraced the clinical robot side of her such that she is, she is completely sort of cold and detached um, and ruthless, such that it is impossible for <coughs> any chemistry to be generated by that performance. Um, and so the attempt to shoehorn Caleb Nichols into the Dolores Abernathy story feels even more forced. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the Charlotte Hale version of Dolores was <coughs> was beginning to come back into contact with that farmer's daughter, warm, nurturing, loving side by, you know, feeling care for her son, right? But then, but then robot, like, but then, like, boss Dolores kind of grabbed her back from that, I guess. Well, but boss Dolores is that, the, yeah. Yeah, the more clinical side of her yeah. reached out and, Yeah, you know, took over. Yeah. I guess that was symbolized by when she strangled that guy, right? Like, yeah. Th- yeah, that was the predator Dolores. 
kind of, yeah. Anyway, like, I, I yeah. As I, I, as Mag said, and I think I agree with her. I, I'm sad to say that I don't think I'm going to analyze the show as deeply as I used to because I, I really don't think the substance is there anymore. Um, but as a piece of entertainment, look, you know, we're in coronavirus lockdown, so what choice do we have? But, um, yeah, I, I guess we'll keep watching it. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, because like you know, it's not as, it's not as if there are any other TV shows on right now. It's not as if like, for instance, the world is interested in Tiger King. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess we could we could talk about Tiger King, but yeah, that would be very interesting for the podcast. <laughs> okay, well, is there anything else we really want to say about this episode? It was probably so. I think in general, we thought this was probably a better episode than episode three, but. Episode 3 was a pretty weak episode, and um, I guess we're still all pretty bearish on Westworld as yeah. a show right now. Yeah. Yep. I think, I think yes, be- better than Episode 3. Episode 3 was perhaps marginally better than Episode 2, which is arguably the worst episode in the entire season's run, uh, in, the entire, in the entire run of the series. So... Um, I, can't, I, can't, I can't say that uh, I'm feeling bullish about the show. Yeah. Oh, well, regardless of whether we feel bullish or bearish, we'll be here next week to talk about episode five. Um, yeah, thanks for joining me, everybody, to talk about this. Um, yeah, and we'll see everyone next week. Say bye, everyone. Bye. bye.